Welcome back, everyone, to the River Heights Buzz Podcast. This is episode 67 today. We are your hosts. I'm Alexa. And I'm Candace. Today, we are going to be talking about mystery story number 15, The Haunted Bridge. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we have any news to share before we get going. Right, Candace? Uh, no, I don't think so. Other than the show has dates when it's coming back and finishing and everything. Yeah. I couldn't remember if we'd already mentioned that or not. Well, we had already recorded the bungalow mystery. We had already recorded Kapu Cave. But it's like when Kapu Cave came out, when we recorded, we didn't have a date yet. But editor Megan, thank you (laughs) for adding that in for us. Thank you, Megan. And that day is... I literally messaged Candace in all caps the day <laughs> uh, Wednesday, May 31st is yeah. the premiere. And yeah. Wednesday, August 30th is the series finale. So do you know if it's going to be the same day for you in Canada? I think so. Because okay. when it was Wednesday before, it was the same day in Canada and the U.S. So I'm assuming it's Wednesday for okay. me too, but I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, that that would be good because, you know, like we said before, when we've been on separate days, mine came out Friday, yours came out Sunday, and I'd have to wait to talk about it on I Sunday. Hate it. I hated that. <laughs> so I, I had to be sure that I didn't let anything slip. And I had to watch Twitter, too, because I'm like, I don't want spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. But apparently, apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently Ace's brother is coming back. Your older brother is coming. Hmm. Did you see that? I did not. But and the funny enough thing is the picture of the Ace's brother, I'm using in quotes, is I don't know the actor's name, but I know he's one of the I think it's Bradford in nine one one. No. No, not nine one one. I'm confusing the shows. What show is it? The rookie. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't mm. even what's his name in real life? Eric Winter is Tim Bradford in The Rookie. Okay. So if he's Ace's older brother, I have no idea. We'll just have to see. It's so funny because I I always joke with Mark that I think the the actor that plays Ace is cute because he is. Yes, he's cute. Definitely. And so my husband loves football. And he is a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. And the quarterback for the Bengals, his name is Joe Burrow. And he looks like Ace. Like, if you Google this guy, he looks like the guy who plays Ace. And so Mark always makes a joke. He's like, I'm really glad that Ace has a job. You know, once Nancy Drew finishes, he can just go right back into his football career. And I'm just like, you think you're funny. (laughs) But it's true. Like, if you seriously, if you do a side-by-side, this guy really looks like the guy who plays Ace. 
I looked him up now, and he does look a little bit like him. Yeah, he does. Like, I didn't even say it at first. It was Mark that said it at first, and was like, wait a minute. You're on to something here. <laughs> I think we should get right into our description of this book. I'm ready. Okay. The description reads, Nancy Drew is visiting Deer Mountain Lodge to help her father with a case involving jewel thieves and while there comes across another mystery involving a haunted bridge how nancy solves both mysteries and competes in a golf tournament despite her injured arm is exciting and fun reading it was first published in 1937 and republished in 1972. The original text version came out on december 20th 1937 and consisted of 220 pages it was written by Mildred Ward Benson, and both the plot outline and the editing were done by Harriet Adams. This version was in print from 1937 to 1971, and it was revised in 1972. The adaptation was by Priscilla Baker Carr, and the revision was by Harriet Adams. The revised text version has 180 pages and is still in print today. So, first of all, I have to ask you this, because I can't remember if I've ever asked you or not. Have you ever been golfing? I've done mini golf, but not professional. <laughs> Okay. I've never done like regular golf either. Um, I just recently started playing mini golf. I've only done it a couple times. Um, Mark used to not, I mean, he would like had his own clubs and stuff. Like he's got them in the basement and he used to play a bit just for fun. Um, and like he tried to, when I first went mini golfing the first time, he was like trying to show me what to do, like how to stand and whatever. It's, there's a lot to it. I didn't realize that there was as much to it. Cause I mean, like you watch it on TV and, and they make it look like it's no big deal. And then you actually try and it's like, oh my God, I twisted the wrong way and I hurt my back. <laughs> Anyways. So like oh, you said, and like I was telling you before we started recording, this Deer Mountain Lodge sounds like a place that I would want to visit. It yeah. sounds like my kind of vibe. <laughs> And I really wish I was there. So anyways, like you said, Nancy and Bess and George are um, on a trip with Carson, who um, is there for work, like you said. And I'm getting the feeling that Bess and George aren't in on what Carson is actually doing. That's the vibe I got, too. Okay. They just know he's working, but they don't know, like, what kind of case or what's involved. And, um, and even, so too, it's like... Because at different points in the book, Nancy even says, like, I, she wants to tell Bess and George, obviously, but she doesn't want to because it's Carson's, like, work stuff. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not going to say anything unless Carson gives me the go-ahead to say something. Yeah. The scene kind of opens up and the girls are having fun golfing. And I guess with a, a big golf course, this resort must be pretty big. Um, and so Nancy is working on attempting to enter a bigger women's golf tournament, but she has to like qualify for it. Um, and she, I mean, this must be a big place cause she has her own caddy that's following her around and like setting things up for her, carrying her equipment, things of that nature. And they get to the 16th hole and, um, the caddy whose name is Chris uh, mentions that there's a bridge there in the woods and that it's haunted. Of course. <laughs> of course. 
And Nancy's intrigued by this, but of course, you know, we know Nancy. She doesn't believe in things like that. She thinks that there's, you know, a regular explanation for why someone would think that this bridge is haunted. And at the end of the course, as she's finishing her game, is this guy by the name of Martin Bardescu, um, who the girls had met previously and they don't like because he's super annoying and like really pretentious and brags a lot and most likely is lying about everything he's saying. This guy bugged me. Yeah, he's super annoying. And so uh, Nancy asks Chris, her caddy, if uh, she can meet him later after he gets off work because she's intrigued about this haunted bridge and she wants to hear some more about it from him. So she goes to turn in her scorecard so that she can attempt to qualify for this bigger tournament later on. And this annoying guy, Martin, signs off on the card because apparently you have to have somebody sign it to prove that that's the score that you shot. But Nancy notices that he's signing the card really carefully, which makes Nancy wonder if he's trying to disguise his handwriting. And this is brought up at different points in the book, too. Mm -hmm. Multiple times. Kind of weird. So he signs off on the card and Nancy goes and takes it to the hotel to register it for the tournament. And then later on, she goes to meet um, her caddy so that she can kind of find out some of the background on this supposedly haunted bridge. And so Chris tells her that apparently a ghost can be seen walking across the bridge, waving its arms. Sounds kind of weird. And sometimes there's screaming that can be heard. Um, And it's been seen during the day and at night. And it scares him so badly that he doesn't want to go into the woods. And he's not the only one. Like there are other people that work there that refuse to go into the woods because this ghost air quotes scares them all so much. Yeah. Understandable. Um, So he then has to get back to work. So he goes to where um, his work area is and Nancy heads back to the lobby and she can't get it out of her mind about Martin earlier signing off on her card and how his handwriting was weird. So she goes to the front desk and she asks to see the registration cards of the hotel and this just shows when this was written. I feel like if you tried to do something like this now, you would be stopped because you don't have any business looking at stuff like that. Like, you know, privacy, confidentiality, things like that. Not so much back then. <laughs> um, <Apparently> not. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up finding Martin's card and The handwriting on that card doesn't match the handwriting that she saw him do earlier. So that's weird. Hang on to that for later. So while she's looking through these registration cards, she doesn't realize that he sees her in the lobby looking at this stuff. And he freaks out and takes off. What detective Nancy is. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't make him suspicious at all. Okay. No. So, later on that night, the girls attend a dance. And, of course, Martin wants to dance with Nancy. Whatever. Who wouldn't want to dance with her? So, he eventually takes her out to the uh, outside to a terrace and essentially tries to make a move on her. 
Of course, she backs away from him because, ew. If he sees Nancy's backing off, what does that tell you? Keep That's going. not interested. But he cannot take a hint. No. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout this whole book, he keeps pursuing Nancy. And I'm like, dude, she can't you read her facial expressions? Can't you read her gestures? She does not want to have anything to do with you. So yeah. back off. Yeah, but no. He doesn't see it. So she's literally trying to back away and poor Nancy falls off the terrace. So in my head, I'm trying to like visualize this. I I guess she's a few feet off the ground because when she falls, she like lands weird and hurts her hand. I assume Nancy's right-handed. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like it's more common to be right-handed. I feel like she's right-handed. But either way, she falls and she hurts her hand, like sprains it. And Carson, of course, insists that a doctor checks it out. And so a doctor does. And he says, you know, you need to rest, no activity for several days, which potentially means no golf tournament. Hey, Candace, guess what? What? Nancy saw a doctor for once in her life. Oh, my God. It's true. True. Oh my God. Queen of concussions who never sees a doctor ever. I'm sorry. I just had finally. No, I mean, I'm glad you pointed it out because most of the time she doesn't like, well, especially in the games, that's never an option (laughs) ever. Just second chance it and it's fine. No big deal. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Be on a t-shirt. Just second chance it. It'll be all right. Megan, if you're listening, you can create our merch for us. I'm on it. <laughs> I like that. That's good. It. That's good. We need to, to <laughs> save that one. It's, speaking of that, if you guys want to have us like have us sell merchandise with that kind of stuff, let us know. Send us an email, and yeah. like, and if you want to have like certain quotes or whatever it is on this, like shirts or whatever, let us know your ideas. Yeah, because I think it's a great idea. I really like that. That's so funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because it's so true. Uh, The doctor then says, you know, if you feel better, you can golf, but you really need to rest. I guess just, you know, kind of feel it out. See how it goes after you rest. So Nancy decides to try to rest because she really wants to play in that tournament. And then Ned calls which, you know, is always a good thing because we love Ned. Always. So she tells him everything that's going on and he tells her that he and the boys are coming down. I'm like, yes. Love it. (laughs) Love it. So obviously that makes Nancy happy. So she rests and wakes up the next day and she ends up getting some roses. But they're from Martin. So... Bess and George gave Nancy a massage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I write that down? Yeah, they did. Um, And uh, I think they did more damage than good. Like, their intentions were good. You know? They were. They were. But even Nancy, I think, is, like, cringing. And she... Didn't she even ask Bess to, like, what that smell was? Yeah. It smelled so bad. And I'm like... I even wrote down, like... Um, I hope Nancy had at least underwear on. Yeah. 
I hope. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, you're right. I mean, their, their intentions were good, but it's obvious that they don't know what they're doing as far as like trying to do an actual like deep tissue massage. And I feel like if you aren't careful, you can actually hurt someone yeah. unintentionally. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I didn't write that down in my notes, but yeah, that I could see that scene playing out in my head. Poor Nancy. She's having a rough <laughs> go with it. <laughs> so, like I said, she got flowers the next day and they were from Martin and she looks at the handwriting on the card and it's different again in a different way. What is this guy's deal? So this is super sketchy. So Nancy and the girls end up meeting Carson for breakfast. And he asks Nancy if she wants to go for a ride with him. And of course she agrees. So Bess and George stay behind at the lodge. And we learn that Carson needs help with the, the case that he's working on, which is regarding international jewel thieves. Apparently this group of thieves are going around to these nice resorts in the area. Um, obviously stealing jewels. So uh, Nancy is supposed to go to a couple different resorts in the area and look for a woman who has a jeweled compact. Sounds simple enough. So she goes to the first place that Carson takes her to and she doesn't have any luck. She looks around, stays in the lobby, you know, doesn't really see anything that, that sticks out to her. So they go to another lodge and Nancy was just about to leave when she ended up seeing a woman who had a jeweled compact and it caught her eye. So Nancy tries to strike up a conversation with this woman and um, the woman's super nice, you know, seems innocent enough, shows her the compact because Nancy compliments her on it. And it ends up just being your normal average compact that has a mirror. Apparently what Nancy's looking for is a jewel compact that has some kind of picture in it of a child. And this one didn't have that. The woman ends up leaving. Nancy goes back to meet Carson and she tells him about it. And they head back to Deer Mountain and she's kind of discouraged. But Carson says, you know, looks can be deceiving. Essentially that woman could be up to something and just try to throw you off the trail. You never know. So they head back to Deer Mountain Lodge and Nancy goes to find the girls and she tells them that she wants to go check out the Haunted Bridge. So they go down there into the woods and realize that this ghost that people are seeing is actually a scarecrow that someone had set up. But as the girls were looking at it, they hear like this moaning and groaning and like, some kind of scream. And so, of course, they're trying to investigate and look around, but they don't see anything. Seems weird. So, of course, Nancy, being the daredevil that she is, tries to cross the bridge, but it seems super rickety and not safe. So she goes back across the bridge, back to where it's safe, and she decides to try to look for a golf ball that she had lost earlier and couldn't find. Um, so she's looking around and then she realizes that there's something that looks like metal buried in the mud along the bank. So she goes to look a little further at it and it ends up being some kind of small chest. So she digs it out and takes it back with her to the lodge. And of course, as the girls are walking back to the lodge, of course they see Martin. And so they have to think quick 
and cover up the chest so it doesn't, you know, seem suspicious that they have some kind of chest and then don't have a reason for why they have it. You know, they finally get away from him and they head back to their room to try to open it, but they can't. So Nancy leaves to try to go find something sharp. And as she's, you know, out and about, she decides to be a jokester and send flowers to Bess and George. <laughs> oh, man. So while she's talking to the florist, she finds out that Martin didn't actually sign the card himself, but had the florist sign it. So that can be an explanation of why that card handwriting didn't match earlier. But there's still something weird going on with that. As Nancy is going back to get her golf shoes to use them as like leverage to open the chest, she ends up getting an invitation that her score was high enough or I guess low enough in golf um, to qualify for the tournament. So like I said, she goes to get her golf shoes and she tries to use the spikes on the shoes to open the chest. And I'm immediately thinking, huh? Nancy needs some torque. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some torque. Okay. So <laughs> she tries to open the chest, but she doesn't have any luck. And I'm thinking it's probably because of her bum arm. You know, she's not at full strength, full capacity. So she keeps trying, but then Bess is like, you know, we need to stop and get ready for dinner. So they get ready, go down there, and they're having dinner by themselves because Carson is off working. And of course, Martin sees it and invites himself to their dinner. Oh. Annoying. Like, honestly. Yeah. And he just doesn't see it. Like, he just sits there and talks about himself. And the girls are just, you know, bored and rolling their eyes and not interested in anything he has to say. Yeah. So... Nancy then says, you know, I've got to go. I need to go see the doctor to make sure that I can participate in this tournament. The doctor says that she can play, but she has to keep a Band-Aid on her hand, which I'm sure would impede her, you know, golfing to her the best of her ability. But she's got to do what she's got to do. The girls end up going back to their room and they decide to help Nancy try to get the chest open because they're afraid if she keeps working on it, she might hurt her hand more, which makes sense. So the girls finally get the chest open and it's full of jewels. Yep. And lo and behold, what she finds in there, but a jeweled compact that has a kid's picture in it, but it's kind of water damaged. Yeah. Which makes sense because they found the chest in mud. Carson finally gets back from working. For the longest time, I didn't realize that, like, with Nancy, Bess, and George, they had connected rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I didn't even realize that Carson was across the hall mm-hmm. either. Yeah. I kind of thought that Nancy and Carson would have been in the conjoined room, and then Bess and George would have been in a conjoined room with each other, but it kind of got explained. <laughs> Yeah. Carson gets back and Nancy goes over and tells him everything that's happened and about the chest that she found. And the next day is when the tournament begins. And Nancy does pretty well in the beginning. Um, She has Chris being her caddy again. And so she talks to him about the scarecrow, the ghost. 
air quotes that she found. Um, and so he feels kind of silly now finding out that it's not actually a ghost, that it's a scarecrow. And so he promises that he'll try to help her find the ball that she lost because it was signed by someone, I assume, a famous golfer. I didn't recognize the name. It might be a fake name. I don't know. I don't know. He also knows about this house that had burned down that Nancy had first learned about from that woman earlier that had the jeweled compact. When Nancy was striking up conversation with her to try not to make it obvious that she was snooping, they engaged in some small talk and the girl said that um, the house she had lived in had burned down. And so Nancy had talked to Chris about it and he knew exactly what Nancy was talking about. Um, and he knew about that woman. Her name was Margaret Judson. And she apparently at one point was supposed to get married, but it ended up not happening. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, one night, the house burned down and she took off. Yeah. Weird. So got to find out more about that. Chris then says that his mother knows a lot about that whole situation. And I guess about Margaret as well. And Nancy then decides that she wants to go and talk to her to try to find out some more information. Nancy starts playing her first match of the tournament and she ends up winning. And she says that her hand doesn't bother her very much. Bess and George are there watching her. And then they decide that they're going to go and eat some lunch afterwards. Uh, Nancy says that she wants to go to the Judson mansion in the woods. And Martin, of course, tries to go with them. But Nancy tells him no. Like, uh, can I just tell, like, if I was there, I would just tell him to buzz off. I know. Like, <laughs> I he sounds annoying. I wouldn't be as nice as Nancy. Mm-hmm. Same. They finally get rid of him, and they end up going back to the Haunted Bridge, and they cross it, and they get to the ruins of where the mansion was, but they don't find anything. Um. They're walking back towards the bridge and they hear another scream and Nancy, of course, wants to go and investigate it. But the other two girls say, essentially, absolutely not. We don't want to. So they head back to the hotel and they see Martin doing his match for his part of the tournament. And he hits a ball into the woods and so the other girls don't want him to see them. So they, they hide behind some trees and watch him. And he cheats. <laughs> he moves the ball. After that, Nancy has to drive Carson to the airport because he has to fly to New York. And he's taking the brass chest with him. And he's going to have it examined by the police up there. Um, and so, of course, he tells Nancy to be careful and to continue to keep an eye out for the woman um, that she had seen earlier at Hemlock Hall. So <laughs> at this point, Nancy decides to go and meet Chris's mom to try to learn more about the Judson family, but she ends up not learning very much. She said that there was a gardener that worked for the family that might have more information, and she tells Nancy how to get to the burned-out house. So Nancy goes up there, and she sees a person pulling weeds, but then the man notices her and he takes off, of course. So she's feeling kind of discouraged at this point, but she heads back to the hotel and the girls watch some more of the tournament while Chris was trying to find Nancy's autograph ball because 
that still hasn't been found at this point. So it's still searching for that. Nancy then had a note from Martin saying that he had won his match and he wants to celebrate with her if she wins hers. And he wants to take her to a dance at Hemlock Hall. And Beth and George already have dates to this dance. So they decide that they're all going to go so that Nancy can continue investigating for Carson since he had to go to New York. So later on, Nancy gets a telegram from Carson saying that he needs her to pick him up from the airport the next day. And when I first read this, I thought it was a fake telegram. Honest, I was kind of thinking the same thing because. Okay. I was wondering if you thought that it, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah. I don't know. That was like the first thought that I had. I was like, mm, is that really Carson? Because it's not, it wouldn't, if it was a fake, it wouldn't have been the first time we read like something kind of seemed off, yeah. you know? Yeah. But luckily it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, a, it was fine. It was legitimate. Nancy goes to start her match and it's a tough one because her hand is starting to hurt now. Near the end of the course, she hits her ball into the woods and her opponent thinks that Nancy's going to lose. And her opponent was like real, like rude and mean about it. <laughs> and her, her and name is Ruth. It, and I'm like, rude, Ruth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was actually really rude. It's a tough spot that the ball lands in, but Nancy manages to make it out of the woods and she ends up winning the match after they had a tie. Like, they got to the end of the course, to the 18th hole, and they had a tie. So, apparently, since they had a tie, they had to start over again at the first hole. And she ended up winning. Then, Ruth was a sore loser. And she tried to get Nancy to forfeit because she said that Nancy cheated. Because she had heard Chris tell Nancy that it was an impossible shot. Just because you hear someone say it's an impossible shot doesn't mean they can't make it. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, the argument doesn't stand and Ruth walks off and she's all mad about losing. And the kicker of it all is that Barty says he watched Nancy play. I'm like, yeah. I, I did not That's believe crazy. him, like, at all. No, no. And if it was true, it's super creepy. Yeah. Um. So... After that, Nancy and the girls go to get some food and the boy working where they went to eat mentions Martin, like just in random conversation and said that Martin had been in there writing telegrams, but ended up not, not sending any of them. And um, he like crumpled them all up. And this guy ended up saving one and he briefly showed it to Nancy and Nancy saw the name Margaret Judson on it. Yeah. So something's going on. Martin knows this girl. This girl knows Martin. Like something fishy is going on. Nancy decides that evening she's going to go to the dance with him. And she eventually tries to work Margaret into the conversation. But Martin acts really cool boy. Like he doesn't know anything and he changes the subject. And I mean, it's, it's a very weak attempt to, uh, you know, try to get Nancy off the course. But I mean, he clearly knows this girl in some yeah. way. Yeah. So Nancy, again, is feeling kind of down because she's not having a whole luck figuring anything out for Carson. So she goes out to get some fresh air and she ends up hearing two women talking about a jeweled compact. And she tries to get closer, but they hear someone coming and they take off. And so she tries to follow one of the girls to the hotel and asks this girl about Margaret. And the other girl says that she thought Margaret went to her room. 
And then Nancy goes down to the front desk at the hotel, um, but learns that Margaret apparently was going to stay, but then left. And she, but just she didn't left. leave. Yeah, she had just left, but she didn't leave any like further information of where she was going or where she was staying. So Martin ends up catching up to Nancy and they go back to the dance. And when that's over, they head back to the lodge and Nancy wakes up early to go get Carson from the airport because it was a legitimate telegram that she was sent. And he tells her that the police checked out the chest and the only thing in it that had been stolen was the jeweled compact. None of the other stuff had been reported stolen. So he then wants to go back to Hemlock Hall and search for Margaret himself. So they go back, but they don't find anyone. And then Nancy has to head back to the lodge they're staying at because she has another match that she has to uh, participate in. And she ends up winning. Chris mentions that um, he has seen a man near the haunted bridge earlier poking a stick in the mud like he was looking for something. So Nancy and the girls go to investigate and they hear those weird noises again. And they end up seeing a cabin and... um, the man that Nancy had seen at the ruins of the Judson mansion was there and he came out of the cabin with a rifle. And so the girls follow him and he somehow ends up shooting himself. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it was very weird, but he didn't get like super hurt or anything like that. It just, that part seemed very strange to me, but okay. Um, So uh, Nancy tells George to go for help and Nancy and Bess end up taking him back to the cabin because, of course, the weather gets bad. I swear, I this is a recurring theme in all these early books. Honestly. There's always at least one storm, if not multiple. And there are multiple in this in this book. Nancy and Bess are trying to take care of this man because he's bleeding. And they hear some kind of loud scream out from behind the cabin. And so, of course, Nancy goes to investigate. And she finds a mountain lion in a cage. Why does this man have a mountain lion exactly? To- I don't know. It's very and strange. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. Nancy, after she finds this mountain lion, she starts heading back towards the cabin. And just then Carson, George, Ned, Bert, Dave, and a doctor all come out of the woods to come and check on the gardener. So, like I said, the bullet had only grazed him. So it wasn't like a direct like gunshot wound or anything like that. The boys offered to stay at the cabin and take care of the man. And Nancy tells Ned that she'll explain it later, but she needs him to keep notes of everything and anything that this man may say. So she and the girls then head back to the hotel and Martin has a package there for Nancy. And it's a golf ball with his signature on it. Honestly, if I got something like that from a guy like Marty, I'm like, I'm just going to toss it in the garbage. I mean, how conceited, how full of himself. Like, she doesn't want that, but he wants her to use it in the next tournament. So she's like, "Mm, probably not going to do that. But she decides to hold on to it because it's another example of his handwriting, which that's really smart. So at this point nancy decides that she's going to try to outsmart martin and so she goes into town and uses a different phone to call martin there at the lodge and she tries to pretend to be margaret and she wants to set up a meeting with martin and i mean he just 
has this conversation like it's normal. So he clearly knows Margaret. Like there's some kind of connection there. She sets up that meeting. And then uh, later on, she and the girls follow Martin as he goes uh, and leaves the lodge and heads to a theater in town. And Nancy goes in after him to try to track him. And she can't find him anywhere. So she goes outside and then she realizes the girls are gone. In Ned's car. In Ned's car. So she's there now alone, stranded. But a bus will be coming back, you know, to the lodge in about an hour's time. So she's just there kind of killing time. But then Ned comes up and explains that. Pretty much as soon as she had walked into the theater, the girls saw Martin walk out of the theater. So they followed him and he just went back to the hotel. So he clearly thought that he was being followed or it was a fake meeting or whatever. But he ended up going back to the hotel. So the girls then sent Ned to go get Nancy. So Ned said that the gardener is a man by the name of Joe Haley. And he talked about Margaret marrying someone named Mark or something like that. He was still mumbling at this point. So he wasn't like totally coherent. Um, But after that, Nancy decides to go see the girls and George is writing letters and Bess is reading a book and Bess throws the book at Nancy and Nancy wasn't paying attention and it hits her in the hand. Why would Bess throw the book at Nancy in the first place? Knowing is Nancy is hurt. I don't know, because the way that they described the book was being heavy. So it's like you would think if you throw something heavy at someone, they're going to have to use both hands to try to catch it. Yeah. Like, uh, like not good thinking on Bess's part. <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I'm sorry, Bess, but it's almost like every book that we've brought, like, that we've read, it's brought up that Bess loves food. George teases her for it. So I wonder if Bess, for... At least half the time just thinks about food and that's it. Yeah. And boys. Don't <laughs> and forget boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of boy crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy tries to downplay it, but it really hurt her hand. I mean, this is multiple times now that the hand has been injured. Like, she's lucky she doesn't have a broken bone at this point. Yeah, or a fractured skull. Yeah, that too. She tries to go to sleep, but she's having a hard time because she's in so much pain. And so she goes and sees the doctor again and he binds it for her and gives her some medicine that she, she can actually like rest. The next morning during breakfast, uh, Chris comes to Nancy and says that his mother wants to talk to her about Margaret again. And so Nancy went, but she didn't have any other information, but essentially wanted to know why Nancy wanted to know about Margaret. But she did mention that the postmistress in town at the post office was holding mail because the mail couldn't be delivered to Margaret and there was no forwarding address. So there was something there at least. Nancy's uh, match got pushed to one o'clock. So she had some time to do some more sleuthing. So she ended up going to the post office to talk about why Margaret's mail was being held. And Nancy recognized some of the handwriting on the letters as belonging to Martin. So Nancy then sorry. Did you say Martin or Barton? Martin. It's it's like you said Barton. Oh no, I said Martin. (laughs) (laughs) So Nancy then decided to go to the next town over trying to look for this man named Mark 
And she ended up finding two that worked um, as a professor at the local college. And so she went to see the first one, but he was very obviously married with a family. And she found out that the other person named Mark was single. So his name was Mark Wardell. And he apparently was engaged to Margaret at one point before the house burned down. Um, so at this point, she found where he lived and he wasn't there at that moment, but he had a housekeeper. And so he told, or she told the housekeeper, you know, I need to speak with him. I'm staying at Deer Mountain Lodge. If he could come meet me, that would be great. Nancy left and headed to her match that, like I said, had been pushed back and her hand was really hurting her at this point, but she was going to do the best that she could. And once again, another storm blew up while they were doing this tournament and they were close to the end of it. And the score was pretty close. And the girl that Nancy was competing against decided that she wanted to stop playing because the weather was getting so bad and she was willing to default the match. But Nancy being the good sport that she is said that she would go ahead and stop playing as well so that it wasn't like a default win for Nancy. They both took off their separate ways. Nancy went into the woods and she attempted to cross the haunted bridge. Bad idea. <laughs> um, she hears those sounds again. And then the next thing she knows, the bridge completely gives way and she falls into the creek. Like, Why would she go down there in the first place? I don't know. The way they described it was that where she was at on the um, golf course, I guess the location was closer to the cabin in the woods than it was to the hotel. And the weather was so bad that she, I guess, was just trying to seek shelter as quickly as possible. But I mean, at this point, it had been raining for a while. You're already soaked. You're not going to get any more soaked. Why didn't you just go to the hotel? But, you know, we got to have the drama. She finally is able to get out of the water and she heads to the cabin and Ned answers the door and, you know, she tells him everything that happened. Nancy then takes care of Mr. Haley and he kind of wakes up and is worried about his mountain lion, but she tells him that the mountain lion is okay and is being taken care of. And then the next thing we know, someone knocks at the door and it ends up being the man that um, Nancy needed to see, Mark Wardell. Um, and he says that he wanted to see his uncle, Mr. Haley. So there's the connection there. And so Nancy talks to Mark and she eventually brings up Margaret in the conversation and he tells Nancy that they were engaged and he was away on a work trip when the house caught on fire and everything was lost except for a chest of jewelry that had the engagement ring in it that he had given Margaret, but then she ended up losing it. And shortly after that, she broke off their engagement and he still doesn't understand why. Very weird. Mark and Nancy go back to the lodge because she wants Mark to talk to Carson. And Mark basically tells Carson, you know, I don't think that Margaret is in on this whole jewel thief international ring or whatever. Like that just doesn't seem to be her character. I don't think she knows anything about it. Then he has to leave because he has a meeting he has to go to. And then Carson and Nancy decide that they're going to go to the cabin and check on Mr. Haley. During all this time, Bert and Dave were fixing the bridge and Nancy decided to cook the boys a hot meal because they really 
had the short end of the stick on this trip because they weren't staying at the lodge. They were staying in this cabin, taking care of this guy who shot himself. Like, not much of a trip. Carson then takes over the watch of Mr. Haley to make sure he's okay. The boys go with Nancy back to the hotel and they go to a dance that night. Uh, Nancy gets back to the hotel and she finds that she has two letters waiting for her. One is from Martin saying that he won and has to leave on an important business, but he wants to see Nancy again before she leaves the lodge. What important business? Like, sus. So uh, the other letter was apparently from Margaret saying that... What? No, this one is a fake. Yeah. (laughs) Saying, you know, if Nancy wants to talk to her to leave a note in the hand of a statue near the fountain before 9 p.m. So, and that's where I, I, (laughs) that's the farthest I got in the book. (laughs) My question is, so Nancy wants to figure out where Margaret is living because obviously no one knows where she is. And Nancy, Mm -hmm. it's at night. So, Nancy, she wants to go find the realtor that leased or whatever, like, Margaret a house. But I'm like, yeah. Nancy, everyone has a life inside of work. It's not just work 24-7. Yeah. So, I'm like, really? Yeah. But she said she was going to call on their houses and, like, their personal phone numbers and stuff. But still, like, that's... <laughs> There's a thing too- called boundaries. I know. I'm like... And even, too, wouldn't that be... Like some kind of confidentiality thing. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Like, yeah, there's no way that they would be able to tell her stuff. I mean, back then, maybe, but in today's world, no, you can't get that kind of information. There needs to be boundaries. Yeah. Oh, man. That's something that Nancy is not good with. No. God love her. (laughs) Like... (laughs) So anyways, we find out that Margaret ended up signing a six-month lease on a house. Mm -hmm. So Nancy and Ned ended up going, tracking down Margaret. Um, Their friends ended up wondering where they went, which is understandable. George ended up getting a phone call, um, and she was talking to her mom, just like with news and stuff happening at home. But she kept getting distracted by the person in the next booth. With like forgeries and that kind of thing. So George, poor George, she thought that the hotel, because it was someone that works in the hotel that was next to her. She thought that they were on to Barty with all the forgeries he's been doing. <laughs> Barty ended up being at the fountain where Nancy ended up leaving the blank paper. So Bess, George, Burton, Dave decided to go after him before he got away because that seemed really fishy. Mm-hmm. And it said that Bert was on the sprinting or like, what is it? The track team at Emerson? Yeah, I think that. It was champion sprinter on the Emerson College track team. And I'm like, I thought that he played football. That's a good point because I thought all three of them were on the football team. And that's something that I don't really understand because like, not just in this scenario, but Like in real life too, because I had friends that played multiple sports and stuff, but I feel like a lot of those sports like seasons overlap. Yeah. It's like, how do you do both? Yeah. Like there's got to be circumstances where you have a game and like a tournament at the same time on the same day and two places at once. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, and even now I feel like with sports, it's just pick, 
you either go in for um, an I don't know, like an audition is for like theater and stuff. Um, <laughs> tryouts. Yeah. So you have to go for tryouts or you get like recruited, I guess. Yeah. Or something. You and it's only from what I know, it's just one sport, not multiple. So I yeah. have no idea what this is. Yeah. But, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Times have changed. Yes. <laughs> so then the four of them caught Barty, locked him in the caddy house. Love that. <laughs> and he's like freaking out. <laughs> and he's so much, I can kind of see why he would get mad. But at the same time, I kind of think he deserved it. <laughs> but then apparently then the manager came over and he said that Barty wasn't the man that he was, they were like the staff was looking for essentially. It was one of the cooks who ended up forging a bill, which I'm like, okay. And it, that goes to show, George, that you need to, you bits and pieces do not fill the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Nancy and Ned are talking with Margaret. Margaret's telling them the story about what happened at the night of the fire. She met with Mrs. Bromwell, and she was the one that actually had the compact with the picture inside and the jewels. And she wanted to see Margaret's uh, jewelry chest. And I'm like, why would you show someone you just met your jewelry? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's no. so shady. Absolutely not. Uh, the compact was left on the Margaret's dresser. Then all of a sudden the fire started. Margaret got out of the house. She collapsed with the chest beside her. But when she woke up, the chest was gone. And then <laughs> we find out that Mrs. Bromwell and her friend kept bothering Margaret about money with the compact or else the two friends would go to the police and they would tell Margaret's friends what happened because I guess Margaret's worried about being called a thief. Then Nancy and Ned took Margaret to see Mr. Haley at his cottage. As the trio went inside, they saw Mark Wardell and then everyone got quiet and I'm like, crickets. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> It even says that an awkward silence followed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then everyone, I guess, kind of got introduced. Carson had an idea to trap Mrs. Brownwell, Brownell, and her friend, Mrs. Cartlet. I don't know why, but I kind of want to call her Mrs. Cartledge. <laughs> I don't know why. Martin does know Margaret, but only by acquaintance, and she didn't care for him much, and I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Nancy ends up having to go play the rest of her game at one o'clock. Mrs. Brownell and Mrs. Cartlett end up going to see Margaret at five o'clock that night at the cabin. We find out then Barty lost his game. He blamed it on Nancy's friends, which I'm like, you ding bad. It's your own damn fault. <laughs> That's true. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not holding back with him. <laughs> he sucks. It's fine. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. As Nancy was walking to her ball, I guess, she had gotten a note saying that everything was set for that evening. Then Chris, the caddy, he ends up finding Nancy's signed ball under some dried leaves. Awesome. Thank goodness. Nancy ended up beating Betsy and won the championship, and she's the youngest winner, apparently. Because, of course, I mean, we... She wasn't going to lose. We knew this. Even with her hurt 
wrist and her arm and stuff like she was still gonna come out on top yeah. I mean it's her book like come on yeah she's gonna win <laughs> then Nancy asked Bess and George to take the trophy to her room so she can get to the cabin early <laughs> I would have thought that Nancy would have went to go get the trophy and had pictures taken and stuff but apparently that didn't happen yeah we find out that all the getaway roads and things are covered in case Mrs. Brownell changes her mind and wants to get have a getaway then we learn that mrs brownell was working with thieves and mrs cartlett was involved too uh mrs brownell took some of the jewelry and pawned them off which are like that's real shady stuff and then they were both arrested and the cause for the moaning and groaning we find out is from when the group is kind of heading back to the hotel there's two thick boughs that were rubbing together from trees so and that's pretty much the end of the book the end (laughs) the end so i mean like always nancy comes out on top we knew she was gonna win of course she's the youngest one to have ever won mark and margaret are getting back together is that right yeah they're getting back together the marriage well the engagement got back on marriage is gonna happen this time everything was cleared up and good to go yeah (laughs) and they oh and they were gonna what rebuild something or other and I think they were going to rebuild the mansion is what I saw. Yeah, something like that. There you go. And Mr. Haley, I think, was going to stay on, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So, yeah. All in all, a good book. Like the vibe of it. <laughs> I'm going to share a joke, which I've already shared with you, Candice. I'm going to see if you remember yeah, the answer. Ahead. <laughs> Why did the golfer take two pairs of pants on the course? Do you want me to say the answer or do you want to say it? You can go ahead. Okay. In case he gets a hole in one. (laughs) Which I then texted my husband and he said, I can't stand you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He doesn't appreciate the jokes, but that's okay because I appreciate them. I'm glad someone does. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my kind of humor. So it's, it's good. Let us know, guys, if you want us to have like some kind of joke session just where we have like just sprinkled jokes throughout or at the end or whatever and we'll see how that goes yeah <laughs> what are we covering next week candace <laughs> i didn't ask you this time but <laughs> uh before we start recording yep oh right yes and and it's with an interview and a special interview at the end that's right Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can find us on Instagram at River Heights Buzz. You can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and our Facebook group and on Twitter at River Heights Buzz with just one Z. Check us out next week as we dive into Nancy Drew Mystery Games number 13, The Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon with a special interview at the end. Which you will hear and see who we're talking to next week. That's right. (laughs) All right, everyone. See you next time. Bye, guys.